Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Let's kick off an awesome weekend with some fun Disney talk. And today's show is going to be a little practical. We're going to help you capture some great memories on your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line trip. Pam and Ricky join me, and we give some tips on you know, making that trip last longer by being able to bring those memories home with you. And we talk about tips on getting the most out of your camera phone and also should you shoot in landscape or portrait mode and what kind of circumstances help determine that decision. We also talk about why video is super important on your next trip, not just still pictures and just making sure that trip is something you'll remember five years, 10 years down the road. I think today's show might help you think about something that can make your next trip a little bit better. Don't forget today's episode is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan a great vacation over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the BR Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible, and our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2160 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Yes, we've made it through yet another work week and it is time for a fun fall weekend. We can say that because fall officially snuck in here yesterday, so... uh we're going to have a nice first weekend of fall. So you can officially now bust out the pumpkin with the pumpkin spice lattes and put the corn stalks on your front porch. Pumpkins are, are allowed out on the front porch. Jack-o'-lanterns, not, not yet. Pumpkins, just Too don't early. carve them. Too early. Corn, you can have corn stalks. I mean, we can, <laughs> we, we might have to have like a, uh, like an Instagram live or something with a, uh, this is allowed. This is not allowed right now until October 1st kind of thing. But right now we're here to talk Disney and we're going to talk a little technology. We're going to talk about capturing memories and images and just the moment so that you can relive those moments when you're back home after the trip is over so that you can kind of make that trip last longer than a weekend or a week or 10 days here or 14 days if you're British, you know, and you're super lucky like that. So joining me today, we have your friend in mine, Ricky. She's from the Mouse for Less. Ricky, happy Friday. What's going on? Happy Friday, and I'm going to be in your neck of the woods this weekend, so uh, you better have some Emo's pizza ready for me, and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, eating some you know, pasta and, uh, let's see, Lion's Choice, maybe, maybe some doozles. I'm ready. I'm ready to have a good St. Louis weekend this weekend, so 
Let's bring it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be in town because Mizzou's uh, playing in Auburn this weekend, so we're not going uh-huh. to Columbia. So maybe I'll have to maybe I'll have to see you there. Uh, you know, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll meet up. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, if, I'll be in the area. Okay, there you go. So people don't know, Emos Pizza is the square beyond compare. It's our it uh, pizza that they cut into squares. But the thing about Emos Pizza is what Ricky? What makes it distinguishable from other pizzas? It is made with Provel That's cheese. Right, Provel cheese, which is my, the most amazing cheese ever. Uh, and you can only get it in St. Louis, just about like they don't. I've heard that, yeah, because I mean I've listened to other podcasts and like this one guy used to live in St. Louis, now he's moved to Seattle, and he says you cannot buy Provel cheese. Like not. That's weird. Like how? Yeah, you, actually, it's twenty twenty two. My parents were actually uh, in St. Louis last weekend, and my mom stopped at Costco and she bought like I guess they sell Provel cheese at Costco, and so she bought like um, a couple of tubs of Provel cheese to bring home with her. And I guess she'd put it in her carry-on. And uh, yeah, the, the of course, that bag was the one that got flagged. And, and she's like, I bet you can't guess what's in that bag. And he's like, cheese. And she's like, yes. And he's like, you wouldn't believe the amount of cheese we get through here, actually. <laughs> I've heard the cheese can get you in trouble. Like uh, Canadian Canada actually has like some imported or exported cheese. Like people go to jail for that up in Canada. Well, I mean, no one so in jail don't play. in the States. Yeah, I'm so. just saying, I mean, it just... Don't play with that if you go to Canada. If you go to North, like Ronda Lee, Ronda Lee, don't, don't take some I'm, cheese. I might have to pick some up. I might have to make a Costco run and pick some up. Although the problem is, see, if I picked up an entire little container of Provel cheese, my husband will have it eaten in the course of like a day, maybe a day and a half. And I mean, a, that's a good sized container of cheese. So I'm wow. just saying like that will be eaten um, and just plain, he'd just take it and just eat it. Like it wouldn't go on anything. It would just be cheese. And he'll be stopped up till the baby comes. <laughs> he doesn't care about that. He's just like, mm, cheese. And then we'll take bets. Um, who's com- What's gonna arrive first? Uh, the baby? Right, exactly. <laughs> Okay, oh enough of that. God. Okay. Yeah, no, let's go. Let's Pam, move on. <laughs> Pam Forrester. Pam Forrester's here. She's going to the Magic for Less Travel and she's going to bail us out here on a Friday morning. What's up, Pam? <laughs> and I'm going to share my rules according to when you can put out fall decor, okay, good, Christmas good. decor, all of this. Okay. There are hard and fast dates Got in it. my book. Okay. So if putting out fall decor brings you joy in some way, I say whatever date you want to put it out be my guest. If Christmas or any other holiday that you are celebrating, if it brings you joy to put out those decorations, then by all means, leave them up all year for all I care. I I want people to be happy. So have joy, do, right? Do whatever you want. And your HOA puts up with that? Come on now. Yeah, right. Well, some of these might have to be I was in- <laughs> indoors, not outdoors for these things. Or we're like, that tree, yes, we are celebrating Valentine's Day with the tree this year. We, we sure are. We certainly are. Yeah, and Easter too. Uh huh. Yes, yeah. yes, and Fourth of July. No, um, but yes, uh, seriously, I like. I cannot believe the amount of contentious conversations that occur on social media because of when somebody else is putting out their decorations. I- I'm always like, oh, okay. I love it. I like just reading it. It's hilarious. So, Unless I'm asking you to come help me do it, I don't know that you should really have an opinion about it, but whatever. So we first moved into our house. We've been living here about three years now. I love where we live. I mean, I am so, so happy. I mean, we've got a little modest house, but it's just in a great area. 
And the thing is, we got this little scrawny tree in the front yard, which is, I don't know if like where you guys live, but we have like a sidewalk in front of our house, you know, it goes around our subdivision. But then you have that chunk of grass between the sidewalk and the yes. street. It's probably about, you yeah. know, three feet, you know, yes. it's like, the I guess it's like, you know, city owned grass or something. I don't know. I mean, it's part of our yard, but apparently like when they built the subdivision, like the, the city went through and put like trees, like in that section, like for everybody. So ah. we got this scrawny little tree in that area. But I mean, it's it's alive, right? And so we first moved in, and within like three months of us living here, we got this letter from the HOA like, "You got to do something with that tree because it's curved, and because it it doesn't it, it it's not like fully grown. It it it, it looks like the Charlie Brown tree. It kind of goes up, but it kind of is a little bit. But I'm like, I'm not taking that. What if you're a fan of Charlie Brown and you like the aesthetic of that tree? Right. I'm like, right. I am, and I'm not one to like fight. And I like I like that we have an HOA and we try to keep our subdivision looking good. But I'm like dude that tree is barely leaning to one side and i i'm a charlie brown fan i am that's a that's a hill i'm gonna die on that tree is out there and i just tore up that letter and i've not heard back from them because oh that that tree is they're I'm, probably fining you every dude, single like it. month i'm not paying you. it i'm not because pay, i told him because this was like we got it in the summer and i'm like it, i guarantee what i'm gonna do at christmas i'm gonna get a blue blanket i'm gonna put it around the base of that tree and get a big old red ornament and put on the top <laughs> of that tree and it is gonna be the charlie brown tree and if they come i'm like look i've been waiting all year for this people no, that's a challenging place to grow too because yeah. you have the heat from the sidewalk and the heat from the street right. just like pounding that little area so we don't have they i think have been decreasing that the size of that space because there is not a big enough spot to even plant anything oh, dude i'm like just get a just life. grass we yeah. had to pay for it to be sodded so that the city can own it i'm like dude yeah, you right. Out you out there with like a like a sextant or something measuring the angle <laughs> of our stupid little scrawny tree? I mean, it's alive. I mean, come on now. It's giving, yeah, because you think it was like dead. I know it's not like it's not dead. It's probably giving shade to some squirrel on a hot July day. Just back off, man. Anyway, you should probably <laughs> just put a stake in and start pulling no, it the other that way. That would give the guy the satisfaction. Heck no, I'm not doing that at this point. I'm, I'm going to hang on the thing and pull it more. Anyway, let's get oh to God, today's God. topic. Today we're talking about making your trip last longer. And we've we've done this topic before, but there's more tips that I've been thinking about as to bringing home the magic capturing the magic ricky is an expert because you know her family <laughs> well because you mean your you, your family owned a photography studio yes your, your mom and dad are both master photographers seriously yes. and you've grown up in the business and i am kind of i love taking pictures pam i know that you've done some amazing work with your husband steve over at the magic for less with videos and stuff like that i just thought we'd give some tips as to how to bring home not only still images, but also video. And I also, the first tip I wanted to throw in today, and the reason this kind of came up was it's it's that season again, right? It's September, it's October, the new phones are coming out. Whether you're an Apple person, the new iPhones just came out in just a couple of weeks, the new, uh, you know, Pixel phones have come out, the new Google phones will come, you know, Google, Samsung, all the phones come out in the fall. And I have two tips right off the bat. One, if you get a new device, play with it. Yes. All, you know, play with every option before you get on the plane to go on your trip. Try everything out at home. Try all the the filters. Try all the, the options. Try the portrait mode. Try the, the one zoom, the two zoom, the three zoom. The 0.5 will give you some interesting, interesting images with the wide lens. Some of them are goofy looking, but some of them are awesome. But play with all your image. That's the first tip I'll give is if you get a new device, 
and even if you have an old device, but you haven't even explored it, go into your camera app and look at all the options. Because the thing is, even if you have an iPhone 10, an iPhone 11, or a Pixel 5, a Pixel 6, there are so many settings now that you can get so creative. And what I would do is when you're walking your dog, this is what I do at night, take a picture of the sunset. You know, I'm just messing around. Take, I, we have a lake. I try to take a picture and see if I can get the ripples on the water or, you know, take a picture of a, of a tree, especially this time of year as the leaves start changing. And then by playing around with the settings, the filters, stuff like that, when you get to Walt Disney World, you'll have in your mind's eye, oh, this is kind of a great way to take a picture of the Christmas tree if I'm down there at the holidays. Or, you know, if I want a wide shot of the castle, but not just the castle, but maybe some of those turrets, you know, you have an idea of, oh, I'm going to use this lens, you know, not the three, but maybe the 0.5, things like that. You know, Ricky, have you done that? I think at home is where you practice, practice, practice so that you have an idea of what you can do when you actually get to Walt Disney World or on a cruise or wherever you're at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, playing with all the different features that your phone has is going to be so key because uh, especially ahead of time, because what it will allow you to do is it will allow you to think of things in totally different ways while you're in the parks. So, you know, you may think, uh, you know, oh, I'm just going to do the standard shot of, you know, the Haunted Mansion or whatever. But I've been known to take my um, my camera and use the, the portrait mode on it. And I'll focus in on like one of the spindles on, you know, the Haunted Mansion outside and you can see the mansion, but it's blurred in the background, you know, so I'll, I'll do is like, I'll play with it like that. Um, I'll do that with, I do that. I do that a lot with like close up, really close up stuff where I'll, I'll just take a, a really intense close up shot of, of something like say it's right now, uh, you know, we've got all the 50th anniversary, um, you know, sculptures out. So I'll get a close up intense photo of say, you know, the, the sculpture and it'll blur out all the background and you know then i'll do that for every single one or as many as i can because i know some of them are a little further away that don't necessarily allow for you to do that as easily um but then that way i have a really unique you know a way of remembering a the 50th anniversary but you know then these pictures look totally different than anything that anybody else would have which is kind of cool too so um you know play with color you know play black and white i love yeah. you know just going in and shooting in black and white down there you know occasionally again a lot of times with that that portrait mode because you get some really unique shots there too so you know just just play around with it a lot is going to be so key and then when you're in the parks try to look at things differently you know try you know see you may see okay here's the standard shot of you know this attraction or whatever i'm taking a picture of and then let me take a picture of, you know, a, a little bit closer piece of, of it or, you know, a different angle or I'm going to tilt my camera or, you know, I've been known to like not get on the ground, but like, you know, kneel on the ground a little bit and shoot up a little to, to take pictures of, say, Tower of Terror to make it look even more imposing than it actually is, you know, stuff like that. So I'll think of different ways to um, kind of frame the shot while I'm in the parks. And sometimes I think of it ahead of time. Sometimes I think of it just while I'm in the moment, but, you know, trying to do different things of not just that standard, okay, I got the shot, you know, and then we can move on. You know, that's, that's great. But tr coming up with unique ways to actually take the pictures while you're in the moment, that's even more fun too. So that's, a, that's a lot of what I do is I'll just be walking in the park and go, 
Hmm. And then, you know, I'll get my creative juices going a little bit and I'll be like, let me try this. And so, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But hey, that's the great thing about, you know, cameras on your phone. You can just delete it. when. Yeah, you that's the thing is like we're living in such a great time that like storage is so cheap that you can just you can take so many pictures and at the end of the night, just delete the ones you don't like. But the th and you mentioned something about black and white photography, which I don't think people consider. I never really consider it that much. But when I do, it crosses my mind at, a, you know, a time or two. If I take some black and white shots, here's another tip. All my photos go to Google Photos as a backup. Yes. And so Google Photos will grab your pictures and it'll take some interesting ones and do some cool stuff. It'll stylize them sometimes. Scott and I always do this on our trips. If you take water pictures, they always grab water pictures to stylize uh, them for some yeah. reason. But the thing is, black and white ones, sometimes they'll take them and they'll like colorize just a portion of the picture. Yeah. Like the person or like the the hotel will be colored and then the like water will still remain black and white. Everything else will be black and white. So that's kind of an, I, back up to Google Photos, you get some really interesting creative stuff that happens like post-production that you don't even have to do. It'll just show up. Right, like it just day. does it on its own. Yeah, it's like, I love that. It's like Christmas. Like, oh my God, that's so, and then I post it like I did it, you know. Like, oh, right, exactly. That. Google that. Okay, Pam, what, what are you thinking here on, on the, you know, trying to get some creative juices going for capturing images? <laughs> so I was going to say too, especially if you're traveling with a number of people who are going to take pictures of their own and or want pictures that you took, figure out what service or how you're going to share those photos. You can use like, I know that Apple has that ability through there, but it's typically easier, especially because everyone has different phones and whatnot to choose the service that everyone can access, whether it's Google Photos like Mike had talked about or something else, some kind of sharing process, because I think that's one of the more challenging things is as soon as you get home, life starts up right yes. away, right? And if you don't do it, if you don't have something that is in the moment, you can share right then, if you have to wait to get home and then have time to look through your photos, so then you can, can share your photos and whatnot, you aren't going to do it, nope. or you're going to miss something, or you're going to forget just pick something for me like mike i think google photos is the easiest it backs up to that and then i can pick whatever photos i want and dump them in a folder uh, and the ones that i don't want to share i don't have to but they're all there and once they're backed up to google it takes me like milliseconds to pick about 10 or 20 or 100 of them and dump them in another file it's instantaneous almost so i think that that's huge because we have a question here actually from Diane in the live chat, which I think is good for Ricky or Pam, because you guys both do this better than I do. She says, how do you get good camera phone shots at the restaurants on the Disney Wish? She says, with the mm -hmm. ambient lighting, I feel like all my pictures had a bluish or red hue, depending on the restaurant for like Frozen, Hyperspace Lounge, Marvel, etc." Now, get, Pam, think, do you want to give the Hannah tip? I've seen it. <laughs> yes, the yeah. Hannah light. That's yeah. what so many people call it. But you can look on Amazon and there's just a clip on light that you can put on your phone. It's battery operated. It's like an LED light. Um, they have a lot of them have different settings um, for the kind of light, whether it's blue or has a whatever kind of hue you're looking for in that. That does tend to help with things like that. And I will say, 
that is, I think getting food shots is one of the more challenging ones yeah. for the reason that you mentioned, first of all, the lighting is usually funky. Mm -hmm. And even if it feels bright enough, it may have a hue that you didn't really even anticipate. Um, and you look at your photos afterwards, you're like, whoa, look at those. Like, that's not anything what it looked like. So that you might have to tweak a little bit and play with after you're done. And um, you may have to fool with the settings a little bit on those photos, but having the light really does help because it gets some more light in those shots, some more white light or yellowish light that really, really impact that. And the other thing is, is that you're going to want to practice a little bit taking pictures of something that is going to be that close. When you think about the, the pictures that you take in your normal everyday life, most of them are not that close to you. Um, most of them are going to be of a subject that is a little further away. So that's something that you can practice too. Right. Yeah, exactly. And especially with food shots, you're right. It is it is a little more difficult. Uh, the the Hannah light, by the way, is is usually it's considered a selfie light. So if you just like search, you know, Amazon or whatever for a selfie light, that that you know will usually pop up, and it's the one that you clip on your phone. Um, another tip, of course, if you don't want to buy a selfie light, is you know if there's somebody else in your party with you, yeah. have them shine their flashlight on your food. Now, don't have them shine it directly on your food because then that's going to give it a weird glow as well. Um, but you know, have them shine it back a little bit and maybe uh, off to the side a little, so that at least gives it. It gives it a different, you know, a normal-ish color instead of like that blue, you know, hue or whatever, you know, a dark hue or, you know, whatever. Um, another tip that I have for photographing food is, you know, yes, you can do an, an I obviously I photograph food a lot. So um, you can do like an over the, you know, the, the, the plate shot. But, you know, again, think about those different angles because you want to make sure that the food looks appetizing. You know, you don't want to like show everybody, look, this is what I ate and have them go. Also, oh, well, the, the number one rule, if you ever sit down with us, if you ever have dinner with us, and we'd love to have dinner with you sometime. Yes. The, the camera eats first. Camera definitely eats first. At yeah, our tables. Camera eats first. Don't. So don't go take a big, because like, I'm, I'm the worst at this. Like, don't go take a big bite out of your burger. They're like, oh, you didn't take a picture. But no! Have like, Dude, oh, yeah, you yeah. got seven pictures of that already. Back off. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. So, but uh, again, I try to take pictures of different angles of the food. So, you know, I'll try to get like, close close of like say it's a burger or something like that i'll do a side close-up shot of the burger um you know that way it looks appetizing and delicious and you get to see the side you know all of the burger that kind of thing um so uh you know what makes it so so delicious you know and so again play with the angles while you're photographing your food um and that way you know you can get some you can get food photos that look appetizing because they the, the light is is right you know now that you've gotten your your hand light and then you're not just taking like over the you know overhead shots of the food too because that's just i mean you know that's just a basic you know you can you can get really creative with what you're doing and the good thing is, is i i'm very fast at what i do too so like i know mike's hungry I don't make Mike wait forever to eat. I'll, I'll take pictures of Mike's food first, I'll, usually. I'll bite you. But your finger. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I'll take them really fast. Like, I won't, like, spend 20 minutes also, you know, trying to get the perfect, perfect shot of his food. I will, you know, be respectful of him and take it as fast as I possibly can. Boom. I got a good shot of it. Okay. You know, obviously, I can see that I have a good shot because it's on my phone. And Mike, here's your food. Please eat and yes, stop you. trying to take my hand and bite it. <laughs> Some, sometimes I do talk to my food. I tell it to work it. You know, you're a tiger. Yeah. You're a, t you're a lion. 
That oh, works too. That works too. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't usually help, but okay. So here's what next round. My my tip is either it, during a trip. This is especially true if you have like toddlers or elementary age kids. Okay, so this is for the younger set. Interview your kid during the trip. Now get video, but don't make it longer than a minute. Probably less than thirty seconds. But little snippets. Because here's the thing. How many people videotape like the whole show for like Enchantment or Harmonious? Mm -hmm. Then how many people probably watch that when they get home? I would say probably 90% of the people never watch that whole show once they get home. Because the thing is, when you get home, you can find better versions of that online. Like we're living in a time where you can get awesome HD 4K versions of every show. You're probably not going to watch that entire 20 minute show at home. However, what's going to be precious is... Turn that camera on your six-year-old little boy, little girl. Ask them just a question, like, you know, just while you're hanging out in the Magic Kingdom, like, you know, what's your favorite part of today? Just some really open-ended question. Because they're going to come back with some crazy answer, you know, or while you're hanging out at the pool. And just ask them. Here's another tip. Give that, now this is a brave tip. Make sure you have a good case, like an otter box or some, something better. Let them have your phone and just kind of dictate, like, a little tour of what you're doing, the hotel room. Just have them talk about the pool at your hotel or tell, tell some, you got one minute. Tell me about this ride. We're getting ready to go on. It'll be priceless. And you'll get to remember, because here's the thing. The one thing I miss about magical mouse radio, if you guys were around way back then, I had bumpers where Mallory would say things like you're listening to magical mouse radio. And she was like six. And it was the cutest thing ever. I mean, I'm her dad, but it was like she had her tonsils taken out. It's not like you're biased this, at all. She had this yeah. weird. She had this weird like way she said things. I mean, it's almost like she was British or something. I don't know where that accent came from, but just hearing your kids and like ten years later, that is gonna just hearing your kids and seeing the video too to supplement all those still images you're gonna have from the trip. Take video, but also get the audio. Get them and get their hot takes on what's the best part of today. What do you remember? What? What? Tell me about what did you? What's your best thing you've had today as far as the food? And they'll, you know, it'll crack you up. So get little, but don't make it too long because you won't watch it. Make it little snippets throughout the day, throughout the trip. Okay, Ricky, give us something else. Well, to kind of go along with that, you know, um, when you're, you know, greeting characters and things like that. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I have to get photos of it, you know, but again, you know, get video of, you know, whether it's you meeting characters or your kids meeting the characters or, you know, your significant other or whatever, um, because the interaction that, that they're going to have with that character, you know, is going to be so awesome to be able to see back in the, in the future. Um, and the great thing about it, especially like iPhones and things like that is you can actually take photos while it's recording, which trust me, I do that all the time. So I if, mean, just seriously. If people don't know, which 90% of the people do know this, but maybe somebody doesn't, there's exactly. a white button on, while you're taking a video, there's a white button there. Just push the white button. And what it does, it takes a still shot every time you push it. So correct. Cause I don't think it's real intuitive. Some people might not even realize you can do that. It isn't very intuitive and you do kind of have to know. So yeah, that was going to be another tip I was going to share is uh, the little white button. Yeah. So thank I mean, you for I, doing that. I, but... I mean, it's just there. You might not even notice it's there. It, you may not, you may just overlook it because gosh knows there are definitely things that I'll just look on my phone and totally miss it until somebody points it out to me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that way, I, I mean, I use that all the time. So when I'm videoing things for like the mouse for less or whatever, my finger is on the button. Like it's, it's right, ready, prime to go. So like, if I need to take still shots of whatever I'm, you know, videoing, I can do that too. So it's 
bang tw twice the bang for your buck in that, in that one instance. So um, I, I use it all the time. I mean, all the time. So, um, you know, and, and like I said, do it with your kids because, you know, that way you can, you know, get those, you can still get the, 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 the video of the interaction, but then you also can get, you know, those sweet moments um, with the character too in a still shot. Um, and, and don't just take the, you know, the, the, the pose picture, you know, take some candid stuff, take them, you know, hugging the character or, you know, talking to the character or, or whatever, that way that, you know, it, it's a little more, um, sincere and, you know, some of my favorite pictures, you know, granted they are by a photo pass photographer, our wonderful friend, Kim Taylor, uh, you know, she, she, uh, so she did this, awesome. she did this for me a couple of years ago. Um, you know, back when I was meeting, um, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, Rapunzel and she took some amazing pictures of me meeting Rapunzel. And so, you know, again, if you don't want to do video, you know, take those, those candid photos of, you know, your, 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 again, your, your party meeting those characters, because that, that's the stuff or, or your party on a ride, you know, or, you know, whatever, you know, I, I always take pictures of, you know, my, my, my brother and stuff like that when you know we're, we're in the middle of riding an attraction or whatever so like you know take take it while you're on it too take it of your family and, and just you know really don't focus so much on the posed moments but po focus on those candid moments that you can really get okay so as we go over to pam i want to ask both of you guys your thoughts on this because i don't know how i feel about this when you're shooting video landscape versus portrait, because I used to be, I, cause I'm old, right? We talked about this on Wednesday show. Somebody's like, you, you don't like harmonious just because you're old. Mary Rose said that, that was, you missed that show, Ricky, but oh, that's awesome. Somebody, Good. Said, it's not just because you're old. That's why I'm not, why you don't like harmonious, but I used to shoot all video yeah. landscape, right? Because it would look right on a TV. Like if I was going to watch yes. it on my big screen TV, it would look normal like a video. But then I'm like, well, when I show it like for reels or something on Instagram or for social media, it almost needs to be in portrait mode. I know. So now I'm like in this, God, every time I shoot video, I just don't know like what to do. Pam, what do you think about that landscape and, and portrait <laughs> for videos? Do you, I mean, I know like for a lot of our social channels, you want to do both, but like if you're exactly. just on vacation, what, how do you feel about that? Uh, it is weird because if you're going to, do it in um landscape because you're only going to watch it yourself right so you're going to put it up on your tv or you're going to use it for youtube is one of the few locations that you're really going to need it at but if you're using it solely to like share on social media of some sort then it does have to be portrait it really does um that's going to be the best aspect ratio that works with those different social media formats. So it, it, I think it's challenging. I really, really true, truly do. It depends on what you're using it for. It's um, so hard though, because I mean, I wish there was like a way to shoot the video and then just be able to say, and both, yeah, right? like, okay, I want this in portrait. I want this in landscape. Yeah. I mean, God, it's 2022. We can do everything with these phones. Right? We can't Why can't we do this? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever phone maker, does this will be a genius like you so <laughs> somebody's gonna be able to do it you you, you are whatever phone maker can pho photograph in our video in both landscape and portrait mode at the same time i will buy it, your phone it, it literally can be apple it can be galaxy it can be samsung it can be you know i don't know some new creation if you come up with it i'm buying that phone 100 but the reason when you think about it is that so many are using portrait is 
this is how we all look at our phone. Well, this and is so many of us, uh, when we see, when we look at the website stats and whatever, the percentage of people who are accessing our website and social media and every other website under the sun are looking at it like yes. this. They are not doing this. It's true. And that's why at different things, it has, it, that it has changed for a while in Instagram when you did a reel or something else, you could shoot it this way yeah. and you still can, but that's but, what I'm but saying. You it's, see significantly when you see the stats, like we see the stats. For the, if you put a landscape video in reels, it has dramatically less views than a portrait mode. It is crazy. Yes. 100%. It's true. hundred percent. And that's, that, that is what has happened. Yes. That is why it's going to be that way. So it really does depend on how you, I mean, and what's funny is so many of us now, like my mom will say, I saw the picture of you on Facebook or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, um, just that's how we share parts of our lives. Um, it just happens that way. So I think it's interesting. And, um, you know, you can always think about, okay, this is how I want to use this. But in the at the end of the day, if anyone is watching it but you, you need to think about how that's going to be used to what True. format they're going to do it. No, I, I'm I'm with Don. He's he's got definite. He's a, he's team landscape for sure. And I was too because like I just think that's the right way. That's the professional. Like if there's a professional I way, I feel like I if I want to shoot it the right way, I want to do it landscape. If I'm shooting a portrait, I'm shooting it like a 12 year old girl. You know, like that's no, how I feel. I like, like some girl on Snapchat or something. I, you know, because it's like, yeah, you're doing it like a 25 year old influencer exactly. who's making way more than any of us right. ever right. will in our lifetime. And I'm totally not an influencer, but it's like I you know I do want to share my videos on social media so i feel like i am drawn to portraits i just i feel dirty but i do it no I mean, mike I, i'm 100 with you because i went to school for you know media like i am you you film in landscape you know what i'm saying like that's what you film in that's i that's what i'm automatically geared to filming in is landscape and so um, I do now, a lot of times I will film things in both ways, uh, because you never know what I'm going to use it for. So I'll film it in landscape. I'll film it, you know, <laughs> in portrait and then I'll go from there. But I have found that occasionally, occasionally, uh, they actually have the ability on reels and I don't know if TikTok does it and all, but I know on reels, if I film it in landscape, I can technically like do it so that it, 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 there's a button I can push that will make it portrait. Now the only problem is, is that you can't move the screen over yeah, at miss, all you when you do details. that. Yeah. So you have to make sure that if you're doing it in landscape, that what your focus is, right is absolutely 100% yeah. in the middle. So that way, if you do change it to, you know, that vertical uh, orientation on a reels or something like that, it will show up correctly. Um, cause there's definitely been times where I've, I've filmed something, you know, horizontally and then been on, you know, trying to edit it on reels. I'm like, dang, I can't use it. You know? So like I, I, but I'm, I, I'm with you, Mike, I 100% automatically want to go landscape. Like it's just, it's how my brain is wired and I, I have a hard time doing it in, you know, portrait mode, but I, I will, I, that's what I've started to try to do both which again, takes up so much extra space on my phone, but yeah. it's why, <laughs> it's why I paid a hundred dollars extra to pay for the extra 256 gigs. Cause all this, I know. cause my head explodes. I mean, it's like, now I just feel like, okay, I can, I can use the space. Like I have the space to do stuff like that, but 
Uh, it, it's a good conversation, though. I mean, I hope people are finding this interesting because I think everybody's kind of in that pickle. Like, are we taking it for grandma? Or are we taking it? But everybody's sharing. Even if you're taking it for grandma at this point, yeah. grandma's on Facebook, on Facebook. And she wants yeah, to see exactly. it. I mean, it's not just influencers. Everybody no. is. Nope. You're not influencing necessarily, but you are sharing like an influencer because you're using the same channels. Yeah. You know, maybe you're sharing on TikTok. Maybe you're, not, maybe you're not sharing to 2 million people, but you're sharing to your relatives, you know, or yeah. whatever. Good conversation. So Pam, give us another tip. Though. This is kind of fun stuff. <laughs> so I was going to share along with your tip, Mike, where you're asking your child what they liked or whatever. I think that that is something that we used to do when Hannah was little was we literally made sheets for her and this is especially true of like elementary school age children at the end of the day or the beginning of the next day we had her write out like this is what i did and depending on the child's age you can absolutely expect more or less from them in that you know in that kind of thing but it's like here's what i did and here's the resort i stayed at or here's what I swing, I swam in the pool today, or I saw this at the parks, or I really liked this, or I ate this. And you can think of the questions and put them in there and have your child answer that. So it sort of was twofold, right? It was so that when she missed school, she could take something back into the teacher and show them, guess what? I did these things. And it is the, the school of education, life school of education has value. And I think most teachers really do appreciate that unless you're taking your child out every other week with things like that. But then you can just show them and, and that can be a conversation and that can be a conversation that your teacher can have, um, your child's teacher can have with them. But I also really love looking back on it. Um, we had her do her own little scrapbook one year and it was the cutest thing. The things that kids find remarkable or that kids find magical or funny or whatever is so hilarious to go back and see. It just their minds and the way that they work and the way that they process things are really cool. Well, what's really cool about that is now that Han's a teacher, she could take that into right. her students and show, yeah. you know, hey, this was my writing when I was a kid. I mean, it's, you know, it's modeling, really. But I mean, it's a great, great resource. It really is. And that would be awesome for them to see. It's probably around the same age. She teaches third grade now. So probably at that point. But yeah, I know. And they'll die, right? The kids oh, yeah. will love that. She's always explaining to them that she lives out in the country now. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I mean... We don't have a grocery store in town or we don't have giant eagle as our big grocery store they're just shocked by this because where she teaches is where we used to live which mm. is more in a town so they can't even believe that this is happening she's like my dad's getting a tractor to put in his shed you know right soon no he is not <laughs> just at least riding lawnmower come on get him something. just i'm trying i'm trying to get steve a riding lawnmower at least he's got to have a riding lawnmower okay well, lightning round let's go one more tip my tip my last tip here just something that's so common sense but i mean this is dead just i mean it's it's staring you in the face you got to think about your power management when you get down there because your phone is your camera, but it's also your My Disney experience. It's your ADRs. It's your Genie Plus. It's your Lightning Lanes. It's everything. I mean, it's your Twitter, so you know what's going on in the world. If you want to know, if you don't want to know, it's grandma telling you that, you know, back home there was a storm and there's a branch in your backyard. Yes. It is everything. So not only your camera, which you're going to be using way more than you do in your regular life because you're going to be shooting videos. You're going to be shooting pictures. You're going to be checking – 
to see if grandma I saw your pictures. You're going to see in the comments that your boss, you know, your boss back home is you know, they seen that I'm at Walt Disney World on a Tuesday afternoon. You're going to be on that sucker all the time. Here's my best advice. Go on Amazon and buy every person in your family at least one external battery. You can get these things super cheap. The brand that I recommend that's a good value, but it's a great quality is Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. They have great products. You can get them on Amazon. And I'm telling you what, man, just get everybody a $20 or $30 brick. I call them a brick. You know, just a, an external battery. And force your kids, especially the teenagers who are too lazy, Every night before they go to bed, they have to put that thing so that it recharges. Because if that thing isn't on the charger at night in the morning, if it's dead, it ain't going to do them any good. This drives me nuts because Mallory will not charge her phone the night before and she will not charge the external battery. But thank God that I'm just crazy about this stuff. Before bed, I go around and make, I mean, our room has so much. I'm surprised Pop Century doesn't go dim when I start plugging stuff in because I'm plugging in phones. I'm plugging in external batteries. I'm plugging in a laptop. I'm plugging in an iPad. I mean, my Apple watch, everything is getting plugged in. But the thing is, then in the morning when everything's hectic and you're excited, ready to go to the parks, everybody just grabs their phone. They grab their external battery. And don't forget, though, you got to have your cables. Make sure you grab your cables that go with everything. Throw them in your pockets or your bag or what have you. But everybody has their full battery on their phone. But they also have another charge on the external battery. And they should at least get you to the midday break or through the day. And those things are cheap. So get, get external batteries for everybody. Okay, Ricky, one more thing. Uh, so to kind of go along with that, in a way, my biggest tip is to back up, back up, back up. Yep. You do not understand how many different ways I back up my photos. I back them up on Google Drive. I'm paranoid. So I back them up on my computer. I'm paranoid. So I back that up on an external hard drive. I'm paranoid. So I back that up on a second external hard drive. Like I literally am cuckoo bananas about backing up everything because once it's gone it's gone i mean it's not coming back so you know god forbid someday google has a, a crash or whatever and i'm knocking on all the wood right now that doesn't happen but like if if it did and your photos are there and your photos are the one that are gone you are in trouble you know like if, if your computer uh dies and you know there's a power surge in your house you know because there's storm uh you know someday you weren't expecting it and your computer dies and it gets fried you only had photos on your computer at that point you it's gone you don't have anything so and, and trust me i know this from personal experience it's why i'm so vigilant about backing up backing up backing up backing up because i had a computer that you know now back in the keep in mind this was a little more i mean it was definitely my fault because you know it was back in the day when you know you were not necessarily downloading the best quality of things off of the internet at that point and they had lots of viruses um so you know i mean i'm just saying like i definitely like fried my computer with a virus um and i couldn't get you know the photos off of it now the good news i guess question mark was that it was still early on in like my process of things. So I, you know, was still early with digital type stuff. So I didn't lose that much, but you know, if I lost, you know, what all these years of photos, I would be crushed. So, you know, I back up, back up, back up, back up. And I, you know, like I said, it may sound paranoid, but it's because I am, <laughs> and it's because it's happened to me before. So I'd rather have all the backups in the world and not need them than to have the, you know, chance happen where I've lost 
you know, all of those memories. The person who does the best backups is the person who's been burned by it once. Like you, you get burned by it once and you, then you start to you realize. Never do it again. Yep, I will say exactly. so real quick. I do it three ways, but I do them all on my phone. So I don't, I don't do them on my laptop. I should do them locally, but I don't. But I do them to Google Photos, which I do subscribe to that for like $2.99 a month because I just have a ton of Gmail and all kinds of stuff going to my drive. So it's cheap. But I also go to um, Amazon. Amazon has free unlimited photo st storage for Prime members. So if you're a Prime member, that's a source you can go to. Free mm -hmm. unlimited if you're a Prime member, which a lot of people are. And also, I'm a Apple One subscriber because... We have like a family full of phones so that everybody backs their phones up and we do the Apple news and stuff. So we have the whole bundle. So we get two terabytes there. Yeah, two terabytes there. So mine go immediately three different places on the cloud so that I, I consider that safe. Mm -hmm. I should do a local, but I don't. But OK, real quick, Pam, give us one last tip and we'll uh, jump out of here for the weekend. <laughs> OK, so I'm going to say just how we've talked about doing all these things with your kids and um you know, videoing them and whatnot. If you're doing any kind of extended family trip or even just adult only trip between you and your significant other or whatnot, make sure that you t get their input too. I think the videos are important. I think, you know, Ricky and I have both taken our grand grandmother in particular, um, and then she had passed away and having those kind of things were real, became really, really important. Yes. And it was just a really special memory. And I, I think that having all of that input, um, you know, having those kind of things, this is the stuff that vacations are made of and made for. It's all about the people that you're with during that time, right? The things that you see, the things that you do, and the people that you're with. That's what makes a vacation a vacation. And make sure that you're taking the time to document as much as you can with in a format that you will go back and reflect on and have a chance to see again. And video, I think, is really the way to do that for so many reasons. It just is. Um, we all, you know, have shared a uh, 30 second clip of our family member doing something ridiculous or spectacular with someone else. Like you've got to see my kid doing this, or you've got to see my mom doing this, or you've got to see my husband doing this or my friend doing this stupid thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, those are the stuff that you're always going to remember. And it sort of outlives you and outlives that person. So I think that's really important. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, you talked about that trip with my grandmother that, you know, it, this is when it happened. It was, we were actually there in, in September. Um, so yeah, this time every year, you know, my mom, you know, she shares photos with me because they're on Facebook, you know, and again, that Facebook, uh, you know, you know, on this day or whatever is also a really great, you know, way to, to remember things like that too. Um, but you know, she's been sharing those with me all week because this was the week that we were, you know, there in Disney with her. And then of course she passed not long after that. So um, you're right. It, it's so important to get those memories like that because you don't know when it will come in handy. So. That's right. Jennifer here in the Westplex, she says she has a battery pack with cables built in. So I've seen those. She says it's pricey, but it's worth it because it's less hassle and it's got a fast charge to it. So that's a great tip. It's really good for a kid because kids going to leave the cable behind. I bet you that I would like that. And 100%. one last thing I want to throw about Google Photos that I just I learned this last week from somebody on social media is that Google Photos has added an option where 
it, once you have your photos uploaded to Google Photos, there's an option where you can just select a bunch of photos and it'll actually make a video for you now. Mm, so nice. it'll actually oh. put music and like, you know, make it a, I guess like a Kim Burns yes. video. Steve was using that. Yeah. So that's something in there. If you, I mean, that's a super fast way to make it look sharp. Like just throw all your stills and it'll make the yeah. video for you like real mm. fast. So there you go. Another tip, another way to share. Okay, well, that's going to do it for today's show. But if you have any tips that we could get out there for the common good, uh, let me know on Instagram and Twitter. I will retweet those on Twitter at BeOurGuestMike. I'd love to do that this weekend. But we'll also have the live call-in show this Sunday night. That's a great time to call in and have this discussion with us. Scott joins me every Sunday night. We do that at 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, 6 o'clock Central. So join us for that on Facebook and YouTube again Sunday night. It's you, me, and Scotty G, the live call-in show. Join us for that. Don't forget today's show brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. They're over at themagicforless.com, standing by right now to help you plan the most magical vacation ever. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you, and our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, come on over to patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give Ricky a follow on the social media. She's at Ricky Nibs, R-I-K-K-I-N-I-B-S on Instagram and Twitter. Also follow Pam, T-M-F-L-T Pam. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike and waiting forward to, you to talk to you this weekend. So we'll see you over there. All right, we're going to get out of here and I'm going to get up to Troy for the football game tonight as we take on our arch rival. So hopefully we avenge last year's loss and continue on to a 5-0 and season. So if you're up there, I'll look for you at Troy. But if you're not there, have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. For Ricky and Pam, I'm Mike. We'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.